that may seem strange for someone to hear that I'm thinking about going to get certified as this financial planner. Yeah. Because we talk a lot about how we're working to retire early. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what I'm thinking I want to retire to. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. What's up, guys? Welcome to Black and Brown Make Green. I am Natasha, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Damien. Damien, say hello to the peeps. What's up, everybody? April is Financial Literacy Month, and financial literacy is all about being able to manage your finances effectively. And today we want to dive into this topic of financial literacy and really recognizing the need for financial literacy. And so the question is, how can we examine ourselves to see where we need to grow financially? And the reason why I thought about this is because I think it's easy for us to look at other people and to see what other people need to do, but we don't always see what we need to do. And I'll give you an example. Sometimes we'll have a friend and be like, oh, she don't need to be with him. He is not good for her. (laughs) (laughs) But if you were in that same situation, you may not recognize you not needing to be with that person. Right. And that's just, you know, a general example. But speaking on the terms of finances, Where is it that we need to grow financially? How do we need to improve our financial literacy? So, Damien, let's have you talk to us first. Okay. When did you recognize a need to increase your own financial literacy? That's a really good question. And, you know, I think that when you mentioned the example, the previous example about, you know, it's easy for a third party to gauge something, but, you know, you yourself, it's harder. Like that's, that's where I was with my finances. You know, I didn't really know it was a problem. You don't know, you don't know what, what problems exist, right? Like it's hard to know Mm -hmm. something is a problem if you don't recognize it as a problem. And that's where I was. I was in college. I was, you know, preparing for the, for the job market. And I thought that the way that I'd go about making my money, you know, becoming wealthy, uh, hopefully would be to work. And I was prepared to work and work twice as hard as everybody else. And I thought that's the way, the the path. I I thought, figured that was my way of going about it. So that's what I did. You know, I went to work, uh, I studied, and I continued working on nights and weekends, doing the same thing that I do at work, trying to hone and refine my skill. And really, like, what I was doing was becoming a tool, right? I was becoming a tool for somebody else's disposal. Mm -hmm. And... At some point, I realized and I recognized that I was leaving a lot on the table by not addressing like the big elephant in the room, which was to take the, the money that I earn and to put it to use, put it to good use. And I think that the time that I ended up recognizing this as a problem was when you and I started dating shortly afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess a lot of our conversations were about, you know, like self-improvement and kind of our philosophies on life. Mm -hmm. And this was one of them, right? This was always at the forefront of things we talk about because we've always been very open. And there are a few things that you said that, you know, like made me question, you know, like how I go about doing things. Uh, At the time I was, I was working, I was 
contributing to my 401k. And I had pulled back just a little bit because there was a crash in the market in 2009, 2008. And it really sent a shockwave down my spine because I lost some money there, right? And I wasn't comfortable, you know, in that, in that moment. So I had pulled back, I'd scaled it back. And then you and I w- talked about it. And we came to the conclusion that, you know, like it, w- it was a, an emotional response to an event. And I could take that emotional response and say, this happens. This is just uh, an event that occurs. And it's, it's been occurring, you know, like for the last hundred years, right? Like as long as this thing has been tracked, the stock markets. Yeah, like it's a normal thing for the markets to drop and then for them to recover. Yeah. So my response was to take that uh, information and to digest it and to, to mull it over and come back and start reinvesting and start, you know, having an actual legit plan. And that's where you came in, right? Like we worked on this together because mm-hmm. we were starting to get serious at the time. Yeah. So I would say for me, my recognition that I needed to increase my financial literacy came a little bit later than that. And I would say that because I felt like I had a good foundation when it came to finances. I grew up with two parents who talked openly about finances and really set me up to be in a good position once I graduated from college. I graduated from college debt-free. I didn't have any debt. I did have a credit card, but I knew to pay that credit card off each month. My parents had taught me that you don't you don't carry debt on a credit card. That's not something you do. Right. If you're charging on a credit card, you pay it off each month. And so I've never had the issue of having any student loan debt, having any credit card debt. And so I had this really good foundation. I wasn't an overspender. I spent within my means of what I had. I, didn't, I wasn't spending money that, that I didn't have. So I always felt like, oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good financially. Right. And it was after we had our first child is when I realized I needed to do something to increase my financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you mentioned we had worked, been working together on all these different goals. We had saved all this money for a down payment whenever we were dating. And I remember in our office, we had this paper that I had created and it said on there like house goals. And it was X amount of money for a down payment, X amount of money for an emergency fund. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) And then we reached that goal and it was like, okay, time to buy a house. So then we bought the house because we were having a kid and we were like, okay, yeah, we're going to settle here in Austin for a while. So we wanted to start in a home with our first child. And so we had reached that goal and we were saving all this money. And once Isaiah was born, I would look in our bank account and, and it was like, there's a whole lot of money sitting in there doing nothing, losing purchasing power, right. as we talked about before, because that money wasn't earning, but maybe 1% at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we were really losing purchasing power to inflation. And that was when I really realized that we needed to get into investing. And I think it was a push from you that really made me dig deeper and to learn about, okay, what does it mean to invest in? What is the stock market and mm-hmm. how does the stock market work? Like, why am I afraid of the stock market and do I need to be afraid of the stock market? And that was when I realized, okay, this is a time for me to take action and to do something different because we can't just keep 
stockpiling cash into this online savings account that's not serving any purpose. Yeah, it's really strange that you mention it or like your frame of mind is that because we're on this journey together. Mm -hmm. Like I say that you helped me earlier than your revelations, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's been this kind of like uh, footstep forward, right? Like every 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 action we take is a step forward towards our financial well-being mm -hmm. and our financial literacy. Yeah. So it's very interesting that you say it like that. Yeah, you don't do it on your own. It's not like, oh, I woke up one morning and I was like, oh, I need to do this. <laughs> a lot of times I think it's somebody else. You hear something that someone else says and it's like, oh, maybe I should be investing in a brokerage account or, oh, maybe I should open up a 529 account for my kids so I can start saving for their college education. So it's through just those little conversations, little pieces of things that people say that can spark something in you of like, okay, I need to take a look and see if that's something I need to work on as well. Yeah. And I, and I, I think that part of it also is that being open, like, okay, so for example, in, in our, in, in the early days of our relationship and we're still dating, you know, being open and transparent about like what our goals are, long-term goals, mm -hmm. um, you know, about how much money we make, you know, that's an easy one because that's a, a, a straight up number. But, you know, having the self-awareness to understand what it is we want out of life and to, and to then go for it and ask the other for help. Yeah. You know, I think that's really a crucial thing. And I'm, I'm really appreciative that you were there for me in the ways that I needed you. She was actually my sugar mama. I don't know if, if you all know that, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had a little stint where uh, I dropped out of my, my job and I was working on something on my own for quite a while. It was, like, it was a year. Yeah, it was about a year. Yeah. So I was trying to get a mobile app development company uh, jump started, and uh, Natasha was my sugar mama. So like, we had I was not your sugar mama. <laughs> okay, okay, but you were there for me in the ways that I needed you, right? Uh, and, and you know, it's it's been the case that you've always been there for me, and you've been able to help me, it, even when I was vulnerable, right? Like in the in the two thousand nine period, mm -hmm. you know, that was a time when I felt like I was really kind of aimless. And I had no clue what my next move, my next financial move was going to be, right? Like I was continuing, I still worked. And that's the extent of what I considered, you know, my financial literacy is like, oh, I don't trust, you know, I don't trust the stock market. I don't think that I could put my money in it. So like, I'm just going to continue to save and stockpile cash under my mattress. Yeah. You said a couple of things that I want to want to kind of talk about a little bit more. You talked about like me being really influential on your financial journey. And I think that's something that's important for people to consider is who is helping you on your journey? Like, mm -hmm. are you trying to go it alone? Because yes, you can do it alone, but it's going to be much harder to do it alone. Yeah. And so if you could get one person, even if you don't have a, a partner in your life, you can get a friend, get a coworker. Get someone that you can have these conversations with who can help you to become better and vice versa. You can help them to become better. Yeah. I think it's important to have somebody that you can talk through financial stuff about. You need a financial spirit guide. Not necessarily even a spirit guide, though, because I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm your spirit guide or that you're my spirit guide. I would just say a, a, a financial partner. Really, not necessarily a guide because you're not necessarily guiding each other, yeah, that's a but good point. you're you're sparking ideas in each other more so. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so the other thing you were talking about 
how you were just working, 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 and that was your goal. And I kind of feel the same way. Like I never thought about what is the point of working. Yeah. And I just always thought, well, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to work until I'm 65, I guess. I don't even know what age I was going to work until. I was just going to work until it was time to retire. Yeah, same here. It, it was kind of aimless, kind same of here. pointless. Yeah. And I think part of me increasing my financial literacy is me recognizing what am I working for? Yeah. Like right now, we're working towards financial independence so that we can retire early. Mm-hmm. And with that, I want to point out that I think a lot of people are trying to retire from something, but we're not trying to retire from something. We're trying to retire to something. Yeah. That's a really good distinction. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think people really think about that. Like when you go to college or you go to trade school or you go and get your first job, you're not really thinking about why you're working. I mean, obviously you're working to support yourself now, but you're also working to support yourself in the future. Mm Mm-hmm. And when that future support comes into play is dependent on how you set up your financial goals and how you set up your your finances. Right. Like you're either going to retire at a later age or you're going to retire at an earlier age. And for me, like I'm trying to figure out right now, what do I want to retire to? Like I know that I'm really into finances. I love learning about finances and helping people to increase their financial knowledge, increase their financial wealth, which is why we started this podcast. Mm -hmm. And recently I've been thinking about maybe going to get certified as a financial planner. So a certified financial planner. And that may seem strange for someone to hear that I'm thinking about going to get certified as this financial planner because we talk a lot about how we're working to retire early. but that's that's what I'm thinking I want to retire to. Yeah. Like I want to retire to something that I will enjoy doing and to something that I can control my time with. Yeah. Like right now, our time is not fully our own because we work for somebody else. Right. So we're on their schedule. Yeah. And but, I, lo- I love my job, but I'd also like to be Natasha's secretary. <laughs> the secretary. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your dream job. Anyhow, so moving on. So thinking about financial literacy, our podcast is all about financial literacy. Like that is the whole reason why we created this podcast. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's uh rewind to the start and let's reintroduce ourselves. We didn't really do a, a great job of this because we kind of just d- jumped into the material. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about why we started the podcast. Let's talk about the frame of mind we were in when we started the podcast and uh, and maybe let's talk about how it's changed over time. Yeah, I think we have always wanted to create something together. Mm-hmm. Like from the very beginning, we had Modern Mingle, which was a, a dating, speed dating thing we were trying to do. Yep. <laughs> and we had a whole lot of other things that I can't quite remember right now, but we've always been trying to create something together. And uh, for whatever reason, this idea came to me one night of, creating this podcast and it was like black and brown i'm black you brown Mm -hmm. make green like that's our goal we want to make green and we want to help others in the black brown and beyond communities to do the same Mm -hmm. like we see ourselves improving over time 
We see our lives getting better over time. And I don't want to be the only one in my circle that's doing better. Like I, I have friends who are struggling financially and I have family who is struggling financially. And it's like, what can I do to help those people in my circle? If I can do one little thing to inspire them, to influence them, to do better, then that's what I want to do because that's what I want my friends to do for me. Like I want to be inspired by them to do better. Yeah. And and not only that, but like we do have kids and if our kids are raised in the system that is not favorable to black and brown people, then, you know, they suffer in their life's trajectory. So for me, that was one of the important key pieces to, you know, starting this and providing the kind of material that we provide, because we think that it's really important for individuals to understand, you know, like where they're starting from, where they want to be. And like, like we were talking about setting goals, right? Setting concrete goals. Like that's, you know, one of the key pieces is you kind of see the end game as you're starting, right? And if you can do that, like you can, you can make every decision along the way. And we want to help our kids. We want to help our friends. We want to help people in the community. We want to help a listener, you, if you're tuning in, we want to help you. Mm-hmm. And that was the goal behind this. Yeah. And even going back to like us recognizing that need for financial education in ourselves. Yeah. Like if I can recognize that I need this and I know that I had a really good foundation coming into adulthood. Yeah. A lot of people didn't have that foundation. And yeah. so if I, I still need financial education, I know there are other people, lots of other people out there who need it as well. Yeah. And so this podcast is is for that reason, mm-hmm. to try to fill that gap, to fill that need of increasing that financial education, increasing that financial literacy so that we can all increase our financial wealth as well. Let me, let me pause for a minute and say that we do have a newsletter. And you can subscribe to our newsletter on blackandbrownmakegreen.com. And we also have an email address, which is info at blackandbrownmakegreen.com. Yeah, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, you can go to blackandbrownmakegreen.com slash sign up. Okay, yeah. So, you know, like Natasha was saying, if you have no clue, if you have a question, if you just want to talk, we're open books. And we'll help you. We'll answer you. We'll work with you. Uh, we're not advisors, right? But, you know, we can't help you. Yeah, we've, we have information to share. We'd love, love to, love to chat it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So a part of Financial Literacy Month is also challenging yourself to improve in your finances. And for me, my challenge is what I was uh, talking about earlier the CFP certification, Certified Financial Planner. I really want to do a deep dive and try to figure out, is that what I really want for my future? And is that uh, something that I want to commit to? Because becoming a CFP, it's like one of the top of the top when it comes to finance professionals. Right. And so I know it's going to take a lot of work for me to do it if I decide to do it. And I know that the exam, once you go through the six or seven courses, the exam is a very strenuous exam. And I think the pass rate for the nation is about 60%. Mm. So it's not a very high passing rate. And there's just a lot of hours you also have to put in to 
uh, working under a CFP or working in the financial industry in order to even finally get certified fully in addition to the courses you have to take. And so my challenge to myself is to explore that a little bit more and to see, is this the next step for me to take? Whew, that's a, that's a lot. And, uh, you know, when I look at myself, you know, what the, the goals that I have for the future, my financial challenges, you know, basically I'm here on support mode and I'm here to pick up, you know, where, where you leave off. So mine are a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. mine are a little bit smaller in nature, but one of the things that I want to do, you know, I don't really speak much in public. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a professional typist. I don't know if y'all know this, you know, I'm a software developer. So I don't interact with a lot of people. And one of the things that I want to do is to try and teach other people about finance and challenge myself in that way. I think that I have the ability to express myself in ways that can possibly change their futures. And I want to do that. And, and we're actually scheduled to do that soon. We're going to be talking to a high school class in Mississippi. And hopefully that goes well. And hopefully, you know, some of them take that information that we share with them and absorb it and, you know, do, do with it what they'll do with it. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. Think, yeah, I think that's a great challenge is to help other people increase their financial knowledge. And I think with that, we'll probably try to reach out to some of the local high schools here and see if we can do that same presentation that we're doing with the, the Mississippi class and maybe tweak it a little bit if needed. Yeah. But I think that'd be a great way to, to help you with your challenge. Cool. All right. So for you, the listener, how are you challenging yourself financially this month? What action are you going to take to increase your financial wealth? And here's a couple of ideas of what you could do. We've talked about Roth IRAs before. A Roth IRA is one that you can contribute to if you're working, obviously. And once you contribute, you're going to be able to see tax-free growth on the money for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So maybe you could commit to opening a Roth IRA if you haven't already done that. Yeah, let's pause real quick and and tell us what that tax-free growth means. Like, Tell us the significance of that. The significance of tax-free growth? Yeah. You don't have to pay taxes! Exclamation mark. Yeah. (laughs) When you, I mean, it's tax time right now. Like everybody submit their taxes and some of you are getting a refund, but some of you are paying taxes back to the government. Mm -hmm. Whenever you take this money out of your Roth IRA, whenever you start claiming it in your retirement, you're not going to have to pay taxes on that. Yeah, it's just sitting there. Versus money that you have in like a 401k or a 403b in retirement because that money is pre-tax. You're not going to pay taxes on it until you take it out. Mm -hmm. So you will pay taxes on the money you take out of your 401k when you retire and start using that money. When you retire and you take the money out of your Roth IRA, you will not pay any taxes because you've already paid the tax on that money. Right. So free, free, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one thing that you could do. You could open a savings account for an emergency fund if you haven't already done that. It's a good idea to put that emergency fund separate from your main account. Right. And that is a good way to just keep that money separate. You don't have access to it. You're not going to accidentally spend it or see it and think you can spend it. But if you don't have three to six months of your expenses saved for an emergency fund, that could be a challenge of 
Start working on that. Start putting away $100 a month so that you can build up that emergency fund. And what goes into those expenses? Uh, list, list that out real quick. For an emergency fund, yeah. you'll want your basic expenses. So what does it take to cover your housing, your food, your cell phone, because that's something that you're going to have to have, your electricity, mm-hmm. the basic things that you need if you were to lose your job then those are the things that you want to be covered in your emergency fund at the bare at the bare minimum cool all right another thing you might do is if you have high interest debt if you have credit card debt Mm -hmm. that's that's normally high interest then you could challenge yourself to start a debt payoff plan to pay off that high interest debt and if you are trying to figure out how to pay off your debt and you don't have any idea reach out to us damien mentioned earlier that we can help like I can help you come up with a debt payoff plan that if, if that's something that you need. So just, you know, send us an email, info at blackandbrownmakegreen.com. But that could be a challenge to yourself. If you're not tracking your money already, track your money. How much are you spending? How much are you saving? That could be a challenge. Open a brokerage account. Maybe you got all the basics down. You're contributing to your retirement account. Maybe it's time for you to take that next step and open a brokerage account. Or look into investing into real estate. Whatever type of investment you want to do. Maybe it's time to expand your investments. Mm-hmm. So I would really challenge you. We would really challenge you to do one thing this month that's going to increase your financial wealth. It is Financial Literacy Month. So see if you can do it. Follow through. Yeah. All right. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. Join us for the next one and let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green together. Let's make green.